Blog Talk Radio.
uh, a number of times where my husband himself will say something like, well, you know, a wizard is never late. And literally, like, when a person walks into a space, um, you know, the things that that were supposed to take place, um, they may show up like 10 or 15 minutes late, but the the event doesn't actually take place until they actually walk through the door. It's almost as if there is a sort of a bending of time, so but everything is working for your good. Now, one of the things that uh, I had recently experienced, and for those of you who did not listen to yesterday's show, um, I had an experience with uh, an individual um, that that had a violation for me. And so one of the things that I will say is that even though he and I had our experience with one another, experience in Rift, that even that is for the greater good. Because what happened was it was revealed to me that this relationship and association wasn't something that was supposed to take place because they are not in a place of complete healing with what it is that they are experiencing and that because they are operating in this space, they they were, because they're operating in the space that they're operating in, they were in violation uh, of that. And what I recognized was the level of complete obliviousness of this individual that I had not taken into account because I I do really operate in the space of accepting people for who they are and where they are and whatever the case may be. I, I tend to operate in that space with them and not telling them who it is that they should be. But... The thing is, is for a person to actually be considered a friend of mine, there has to be a certain level of honor and respect that takes place. And it was revealed to me that they did not really operate in that space with anybody who was considered a close intimate of theirs. So even though I had the bump in the road with that experience, even though those folks were late for getting to work, there was there was this sort of underlying current that infinite intelligence is always guiding you, is always in a place of of being there for your greater good. That that the things that may annoy you, that may piss you off, you know, and you feel like you have to operate in this space of of being on time and whatever the case may be, and something just happens. Ask yourself how you are handling the interruption, because the interruption is there for you to just be in a place of being present in that moment. I, I know that this was, this can be challenging for people, but if you're experiencing a delay, if you're ex- having an experience that's not happening, that, that you 
want or desiring. It could be working towards, you know, getting you to see something. So one of the questions that you can ask is like, well, okay, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. So what is this moment teaching me? What is what is this moment? Is this moment teaching me something? Is this moment calling me to be present? Uh, is this you know and and trusting and having that sort of trust and knowing that the greater good is uh, greater good is happening now even. Let's just say uh, a thought came to mind. If a person is in the service industry and working in a restaurant and they are being yelled at by a customer for whatever the case or reason may be, in that moment, what's the good in that? What's the good in that? you are you have the moment of of actually deciding you know whether to pop off whether to call uh, call your supervisor um to handle the situation to whatever the whatever the case may be um, but the good in that is to provide you with the skill set to a deal with challenging situations or to take yourself out of the challenging situation. Um, another idea that comes to mind is I would say if you, uh, other ideas that come to mind are when you just are in observation of a situation, there are you have the opportunity to be observant and look at your world and and be present in that moment to enjoy the moment, especially if you're in a place of being late if you or, in, or what seems to be late. There was a a story that uh, one of the people in my mastermind group shared where a person's dog had gotten hit, and he was very determined. (laughs) He was very determined and had decided to operate in the space that everything is happening for the greater good. So he, his dog had gotten hit, and when he saw that his dog got hit, he was very determined to To call forth the good in that situation, you know, and he's walking around the dog, and he's saying, you know, everything is happening for the greater good, that there is some good in this, and I am inviting that moment to come, uh, come forward. And as he's walking around the dog, the dog gets up, and it appears that the dog was not injured. <laughs> I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I have to call that like a real moment of of faith in that moment that uh, I don't know if 
I don't know if I'm quite at that level of seeing the good of half uh, of something happening that has nothing to, you know, that, yeah, I, I'm not sure if I'm quite at that level yet. But think about how many times you've gone through challenging situations and after you've come out of that challenging situation, you realize that you were, you have a deeper understanding and a greater knowing than before that you are in a place of, of being stronger than you were before, regardless of whatever, whatever it may be. I'm say for instance, a challenging, a challenging um, marriage that you've gotten a divorce from and being in a place of more power than you were, being in a place of evolution from where you were, and not really, and and also using the opportunity for that experience of that previous marriage to help you discern what it is that you liked about the marriage and what it is that you did not like about the marriage. And especially, and this is especially good because it really takes you out of victimhood and helps you to be in a place of, you know, just being be in a place of discernment. So I know that for myself that I did this, especially, especially after my first marriage, which lasted, you know, technically on paper for ten years, but. Um, the marriage really was over in nine and and what i what I learned from him was that I needed somebody who was more demonstrative that I learned more about myself and about you know that I needed a person who was going to be more transparent, who was going to be more honest uh, about transparency and honesty sort of go hand in hand, but be, be very clear about being able to meet um, my needs. And I meet theirs. Um, and not be in a place of, and also having somebody who was willing to be in more of a partnership and in a friendship with me than my my first marriage was. And as challenging, you know, as that experience was, oh my goodness, God, he was such, you know, when I think about it and my learning experience from him, he was such a blessing because he opened my eyes to what it is that I needed to work in, work on in myself so that I could be present for the marriage that I have now, which is a total, you know, total, in a totally other place than what, where I was when I met the first, you know, the first, uh, the the ex-husband. I think one of the things, uh, another example, I mean, I know that people may have a hard time dealing with this idea, 
but just understand and know that this place here on this planet, it's only temporary. This is not really home. This is just a place that you decide to park for, um, for literally like a blink of an eye in your spiritual experience. But when a person transitions, you know, everything here on this planet becomes, is something else. Everything, everything goes through its transition here. And nothing that is created, you know, it's it never everything that's been created uh, never really dies, or it, but it just transforms into another experience. And I know that physically living here in this you know, in this lifetime that we all at some point experience some type of loss with a loved one. And even during those experiences, there is a greater good in that because it allows you to be in a place of being in compassion for somebody else who is going through an experience that could be considered a good you can also find out who you are without that without that person being here in the physical because nobody ever really leaves we just we just transform into what our true form is because we all are here coming in temporarily but even that could be considered a greater good where we discover who it is that we are or who it is that we need to be. I know that for myself, when I was experiencing watching my mother make her transition, I had made the decision, the greater good of that, and there were several things, was understanding and knowing that I did not want to leave this life with any regrets. Um, that I wanted to be in a place of being happy with as much of, you know, and making the decision to be happy. But you first, you got to decide. I also had a deeper understanding and a deeper relationship with the creator um, because there were moments that, I had reached to a place with watching her be in that place of of being ill before her transition. There would be moments when I would be doing and doing and doing and doing, and then I would just get to a place of complete surrender and say, you know what, God, I don't know what to do here in this moment. You're going to have to take over. And almost sort of like magically, things would start coming together in order for the situation to be more bearable for me at that time. One specific moment was that, you know, it was believed at one point that my mother was actually having uh, having a stroke. Um, and what happened was she was taken to a hospital, um, a Good Samaritan out out someplace in Arizona, and 
at Good Samaritan Hospital, you know, they took her to that place, and when they when they got they got her in, um, it they discovered well she did not actually have is she did not actually have a um, what was it? she didn't actually have an um, a stroke, but that she had an infection of the blood. Now I'm not sure of what took place in that space for them to find out, but what what happened was you know because she had gone to a hospital before and they you know they there was um, the first time they had, she had gone into the hospital before and there was they had gone ahead and they had and they had gotten her um, to they had gotten her to have the um she was gotten her onto dialysis that was the first thing around but they'd missed the you know they had missed the you know missed the infection in the blood but that second time around when she went into the hospital specifically for before that she had ended up having being under the care of a doctor who you know, only saw like a handful of patients. And when I met this doctor, he said to me, he was like, look, we're going to make sure that your mother doesn't have to go back to the care facility that she was at. We're going to make sure we put her in a long-term care facility. And he explained to me, she was, he said, look, she has an infect, she has an infection, but it's in several places. It's in the blood. It's in the, it's in her bone. It's in the, in the place where she has, uh, where she has a bed sore. We're going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and we're going to take care of it. And don't, you don't have to worry about anything. And I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, in that moment, I was, I was experiencing such relief because I did not, I was not in a place of knowing what to do because a lot of times I had to do some, you know, I had to get out there and find um, a find an assisted living facility for her and make sure that she was taken care of and making sure that everything was good. But the great, but the greater good of that experience was that somehow, some way, the right person came to help me deal with that particular situation where I, I could just allow my mind to be at ease. And it was, and I believe me, ladies and gentlemen, it was it was a very trying time. But to have in that moment that that doctor who assisted my mother um, come, and that he was, you know, that this is a guy who was, you know, a specialist that that understood all of what was going on and, and explaining to me that, that they should have found this earlier and what have you, it, it gave me such a peace of mind. But that was the good in that situation at that moment. So all of the things that you experience, be it dis-ease, be it what have you, it's it's offering you an opportunity to interface with reality differently. It is offering you the opportunity 
to see the good in whatever that situation is. And when you begin to operate in that space of saying, well, what is the good in this, if any? What is the good in this? You're going to find it. You're going to find it and you're going to be in a place of having your reality shift. Because even the challenges that we're facing now, even with even the with this the even with the political climate being the way it is now, even with even with the things that are coming at you, it is giving a giving birth to something new, something good, something that is completely transformational. Every adversity that we experience is giving birth to something new. I will say, years ago, when we had our financial crisis, especially with the housing market, with subprime lending, um, I could see that that was like a disaster on the, you know, the disaster on the horizon, Um, even though there, you know, people were acting like, it wasn't going to happen. But there, in, in all things, there tends to be a pattern. And especially in the financial world, there is this pattern. But looking at that, I recall that I recall that they were saying that um, – you know, during everybody was losing their houses and the banking industry going nearly bankrupt and all of that, all of that that was taking place. What the what was the greater good of that? What was what were the positive things that came out of that experience? Now, one of the things that I would say is that what came out of that experience was cryptocurrency. Now, for some people. That, you know, there's a question as to whether or not that's a good thing. But here you have a form of exchange that is borderless, that does not necessarily go through, um, you know, go through the banks. Um, and and it, it, it takes out sort of like the usury fees that people have when they do uh, trade internationally. And this could be considered a good thing because it really, cryptocurrency really came out of that experience of subprime lending and and the banks just behaving badly. Now, one of the things that's really interesting is to just watch how the financial world actually responds to that, uh, responds to cryptocurrency, because you're going to find that all of the people who are what you would call the big money people who understand how the old game works, they all tend to bash cryptocurrency. It's very interesting to watch. And one of the things that I will share, ladies and gentlemen, is that um, before you just dismiss it, uh, dismiss cryptocurrency as as a form of exchange, 
um, exchange for value or even as an investment to actually talk to people or do your own investigation um, about what it is and how to enter the space. I'm not even suggesting that you go ahead and invest in it with a group or whatever or business or whatever. No, I'm just talking about even entering the space as a form of an exchange. And the reason why I say this is because what I've been noticing is that because cryptocurrency acts the way it does, where there there isn't a large fee to you know do peer to peer transaction, and that people are pushing it. it. It allows people to be their own bank and not have somebody dip into your account every month. They take out a fee. Banks don't like it because of that because of that reason because they don't they don't necessarily get a piece of that money. Um, the the old money people who know how money works and what have you, it, they don't like it because, again, they don't get to have, they can't, uh, you know, they don't understand, they don't, they because it does not operate in the old paradigm, it, they, they don't like it. And it was really created to give leverage to the little guy. So even even in that space, even in that space of subprime lending and the really the what I would call raping of the lower middle classes, that a good came out of that experience of 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 really putting those people who are the money players and making them angry <laughs> and and I'm and I'm just talking about of uh, in a state of being an observer and not like an absolute insider of just of just observing what's happening even now with it because there is a lot of misinformation and a lot of talk and and that oftentimes with education especially financial education the information that is given to the public is meant to confuse you and to make you intimidated by the by your finances and to be in a fearful state. I think for me, actually, um, and not that learning about cryptocurrency was a bad thing, but that that big that that those challenges of subprime lending um, and learning about cryptocurrency, and then actually paying attention to what media has to say about cryptocurrency. Um, had the greater good of that was so that I could actually see like, wow, this is how it works with the propaganda and fear when it comes to money. So that when I take on some form of financial education, I am always mindful of the fact of who is giving me the information and whether or not I should, how strongly I should take 
that information because a lot of times, even the people who are trying to help and to help people get into better financial state, they are misinformed because there is a whole industry that is interested in keeping you ignorant about how to operate with money and how to be billion, you know, how to be millionaires and billionaires. There is a certain mindset that comes along with that. Even Robert Kiyosaki himself talks about and talks about experiencing challenges because he is educating people on how the how to become rich. Because there is a concerted effort to keep you uneducated about your finances and to keep you in a place of submission because money uh, is a form of power in this 3D experience. But I would say that subprime lending, the greater good, is a better understanding of how it works. Now, I'm going to see if I can think up of another example. So I'm going to take a quick music break, and we will be right back.
example <laughs> and I think that uh, at least many women will find this amusing um, especially those who have actually given birth um, one of the things that I will say is that childbirth is very challenging um, pushing a new life into the world or actually, you know, actually having the baby, um, whatever way that child comes into uh, to the world, be it through, be it through the the experience of of actually being pushed out or having the baby surgically removed, that the amount of 